0: Welcome to Talk Employment to Me by KLC, the pod where common sense meets useful advice. Another week and another episode. I'm your host, Stephanie Berry, together with Chris Sacco and Jared Sacco. Join us for new episodes every Friday at 3 pm. So sit back, listen, and let's get started hello happy friday and welcome to talk employment to me by klc we are the podcast that has undergone a facelift and we were previously known as the hr happy hour but like all good things sometimes you just need a little bit of a nip and a tuck to help you out but i am still joined by the fabulous chris stacker hi chris how are you
1: good i feel great after my facelift thanks so much (laughs)
0: How are you you doing? look ten years younger. You look ten I years feel younger. It. I feel it. <laughs> now we are normally joined by the very serious and keeps us in line, Jared Taco, who we like making fun of. But he's gallivanting through Europe, so he might need the facelift by the time he comes back. With I'm sure the amount of food and, and alcohol he's he's consumed in his six week jaunt.
1: No, he'll look browner than we do. So uh, I'm sure I'm he's having a great time. Not at all.
0: Because this is technically our first pod under our new name. Um, and I'm, I am wondering how many pods it's gonna take before I actually sing Talk Employment to Me by the Jason Derulo song that's going in my head, which has talk something to me in it. So let's just, I think you and Jared should take bets on that. <laughs> but let's keep it light. It's Friday, it's three o'clock. We're in the rundown to the weekend, run up, however you like to say it. And so, Chris, between you and I, we have had uh, some experience, some decades in the recruitment game, uh, many decades in the recruitment game. And I felt like it is absolutely our duty just to share with people the funny stories we've seen along the way, but also the things you should avoid. So today, I think we talk interview fails and what you need to avoid to make sure that you um, you don't fall into the trap of one of these into your fails now i feel like i need to say that some of these may sound ridiculous but they are real um, obviously no names will be mentioned in the telling of this story but they are real examples and you i think when nerves come into play like for a lot of people Especially in an interview scenario, the things that you wouldn't do in real life, or you wouldn't even think about doing in real life, sometimes you just nerves take over. Verbal diarrhea happens. You know, awkwardness of of words in wrong places in sentences is a very real thing. So, Chris, you said to me before, "Oh my gosh, I don't know that I can even remember a funny story," um, which I know they will come to you as as we start to chat um, so maybe we start with what are some of the the things that you need to avoid in an interview now again i think we've talked about in other podcasts some of the most serious things you should avoid in an interview but today i want to keep it light so my my number one or well, one of mine is that you often i often get people who talk poorly or badly about their past or their current employer in an interview How does that
1: make you feel, Chris? Well, you know, that's a really, I I would put that in my overshare topic. But we need to understand. We need to, like, we want to know why you're leaving. You can
0: talk about them, right? Mm -hmm. You can talk about them, but there's a way you can do it. There's a way you should do it. And there's a way you shouldn't do it.
1: And there's things that you say that can never be unheard. You know, once it's out there, it's out there. So, um, you know, if, if it's somebody to work for us, for example, and they're, they're busy um, talking about the last employer and what they did, you know that they're gonna be talking about you that way. So you don't want them as part of your, your part of the point. So I think the overshed, um it's just too much, you know. It can be too and- much.
0: And it is hard because for some people, it may have been a really bad experience. And we're not—I'm certainly not saying that you haven't had a bad experience or that you're not um, entitled to feel that way. But there is a way that you can communicate that in an interview. So, I mean, I know I've had someone—yeah, I've had someone say, "Oh, um, my past boss was an effing D-head" in an interview. To which. Maybe he was. I'm not doubting that for a second. But there's maybe a better way you could explain that in an interview that's not me kind of, you know, reeling back in my chair from shock that you've just sworn twice at me and I've just met
1: you. (laughs) Yeah, I've had people who have reduced themselves to tears, you know, because what they've gone through is still so raw. I think it's probably not time to go for an interview because you don't need to be... Representing tears because that's not the best reference representation. My people have said to me, "I, you know, I didn't last that long in my last two jobs, but I've taken them both to fair work, and I'm waiting for the outcome." That's an overshare. We don't need to know that. Alarm bells are going off.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And the point you make there about um, people that are kind of in, in tears or quite upset, and the fact that they then. I find that that's a situation where you haven't, it's like a breakup. You haven't processed the fact that you're no longer with that employer. And it could be for a lot of reasons. Maybe the company went into receivership or liquidation. Maybe your role was made redundant. Maybe you were let go. Whatever it might be. Maybe
1: you were no good at your
0: job. Yeah, you might have been no good. But you are bringing that that trauma or that baggage into your next interview and it does show even if you're not even if you're not you know physically crying I think that people discount the fact that you actually bring the way you feel in that moment into how you are talking about the role or the employer into the interview and a lot of the time it has negative connotations and you might have actually had an amazing experience for 95 percent of the time you were there. But the last 5% that you were there, that last couple of days where things didn't go how you thought they were gonna go, that's now marring your experience and you haven't had a chance to process it and kind of let the clouds clear to be able to still talk about the experience in a positive way. And unfortunately, that's when you end up with people. saying to me as a recruiter in an interview that the boss was an FED head and that he did X, Y, and Z, and then you kind of think, well, as much as I think you'd be great for the job, I couldn't put you in front of a client. You oh, swore I at one I would say, well, Steph, what
1: are you doing? Who is this person? So would you would you ever tell somebody to stop swearing as, as I was swearing at you? Have you ever done that?
0: Oh, I don't know that I, I, to be fair, I actually haven't had that many people swear at me in my personal life. <laughs> it was just I me. mean, in my professional life. <laughs> personal life different story um i no i haven't however i think if they were i i think there are oh it's such a tough question i think if i was in a scenario where i really felt like they were talking really really negatively and they were swearing a lot and it kept coming up and kept coming up and kept coming up i would probably say to them it seems like you're really holding a grudge there talk to me about it like you need to get this off your chest because if you take this into your next interview, you're not going to be successful. You're not successful in this interview, I can tell you right now, but now use this as your kind of cathartic exercise to get it all out so you don't take it into the next
1: one. What about yeah. you? Yeah, I have I've actually have done it a couple of times. Um, of course you have. Why does that not shock me? Well, you know, and it's more, again, because I'm all about stuff. This is keep this podcast light, right? Yep. Yeah. Don't feel like yeah. it's so light so far, but... You know, if people, if people have got no self-awareness, and this is what, you know, and they're dropping F-bombs, or even if the words that they're saying aren't quite as offensive as the F-bombs, um, they probably had no idea. And the couple of people that I have pulled up on were mortified, because I didn't even realize mm. it was part of their dialogue. Um, and then it was often like, there's a, you know, surprise I can and have gone, oh, maybe that's why I haven't got the last 15 jobs that I applied for. Because you're dropping the F-bomb. It's not appropriate client-facing. And you're not
0: realising it. Yeah, yeah. You make, you make a very good point.
1: Um, one of, I, my, one I of my other
0: work. ones, sorry, as I just talk over the top of you, welcome back. <laughs> 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 one, of, one of the other ones that I have seen, again, that is a, a thing to avoid in interviews, and again, these are just really, really quick snippets, but is... Um, I'm going to say lying, now that's harsh, again keep it light, lying, ha ha ha, so funny. Um, but it's more around inconsistencies in what you're saying in an interview versus what your resume is saying in an interview. So. You need to make sure that your resume is telling the truth and you haven't embellished it to the point where it's no longer a true story of your history. Because I have been in interviews where people say things and talk about jobs and I'm like, now, that job you've just spoken about, that's actually not on your resume. Oh, well, I was only there for two months. I didn't think it was worth putting on. Okay, ding, ding, alarm bells, red flags. Did you not make it through probation? Now I have a a lot of red flags about what you're saying, what you've told me your resume is not up to date and you've not you've not put it on your resume so you're actually just trying to hide it and lie about the whole thing versus um, and maybe we could talk about this in a, another pod but actually popping it on your resume and dealing with it in the correct way
1: mm. yeah, that happens a lot and the other then disconnect is there are a lot of uh, iron managers out there who have time on their hands that do their check the LinkedIn profile and again if it's yeah. correlate, bang, um, they're going to pick you to pieces. It's like doing 10 rounds with Mike Tyson, you know, you're not going to get up from it. <laughs> it's, it's just going to be a hard slog, um, yeah, so you've got to really be careful. So, and the other thing is, like, we interview every day of our lives, we talk to people every day of our lives, so it's not even what's written on the paper necessarily, it's where your eyes dip when you ask a question it's you know the separation that forms on your forehead when you're asked a tough question like if you're lying you're gonna get caught out and that's happened to me i had somebody nerves maybe lies potentially but this poor man just perspired like i don't know like herman monster and it was coming out of the top of his head and dripping down his face and You know, there were just holes in his resume and his story and his journey. Don't lie. You've got to be good at lying. You've got to have a great memory if you're going to be a liar.
0: And most people don't. And most hiring managers, most recruiters, most employers, whoever it is that you're meeting with, as you say, are switched on enough and have a a well-tuned enough BS meter that they can pick up on the things that you're saying that are inconsistent or do have holes, and and seriously, there are reference checks for a reason. There are, you know, statements of service that we can get from employers for a reason to confirm everything that we've asked you and that you're saying is correct, so don't do it. Don't lie because, or or even outside of lying, make sure that you don't have inconsistencies in your resume versus your LinkedIn versus what you're actually going to say in an interview, because. That can create or plant that seed of doubt. And for some hiring managers, that tiniest seed of doubt is enough for them to say no. Do
1: you know what I find amazing my, too? Sorry, Seth, but No, that's okay. Some of the senior interviews that I've done, um, and this has been probably over Zoom, you know, we're now lockdown days. When one of my questions is so never going to be interviewed by me, is just a really broad one tell me about yourself you know your professional self and the amount of senior managers who have already made in front of them and go from this date to this date I did yep. Um, yep. And from I this, have this yeah and I go hang on where's that natural flair? and why are you reading it from paper this is not scripted I want to get to know you so there's a again when we talk about the BS right it's going off
0: and I think in a in a role at that level what you're trying to ascertain by that question is absolutely about their employment background and history but you're actually that's a segue into getting to know about the person about how they present how they talk if you're in a senior role you potentially have to inspire and lead others you need to motivate you need to be able to stand up in a room and make a presentation or lead a meet, a senior meeting. you need to be able to do that. yeah with with a level of natural flair not reading from a script word verbatim so you did that was one of my questions i was going to ask you later chris was oh. how not to answer tell me a little bit about yourself but it's that's you've done it because again i i have had that exact same thing happen where people i go tell me a little bit now people the key word there is a little bit about yourself and 15 minutes into the interview the person's still telling me a little bit about themselves and i think oh well here we go, you can't actually listen to instructions. So again, there are many things that we are making a judgment on when we interview people and making an assessment on. It's not always just the question and the answer that we're judging on.
1: You get upset when people talk a lot because you don't get a word in
0: i have i did make a confession to the team yesterday that i do sometimes forget to breathe because i talk so much
1: so i'm working on that you're hysterical <laughs> and what happens when you forget to breathe stephanie
0: i pass out so it's a thing like it, it's a life lesson i'm learning i'm learning i'm learning it the hard way let me tell you oh, you're very special it's very very special to
1: be leading my team all good
0: I am, I am. Um, one of the other things that I thought we should talk about in terms of what to avoid, and this is one that is so easy to, to, to avoid, and it's dressing dressing inappropriately. Mm. Now, I'm not saying for every interview that you come to, you, you must be suited and booted and, and, you know, because depending on the role, that actually may not be appropriate. So, you know, we interview a lot of social workers, I actually have zero expectation of a social worker rocking up suited and booted because they are never going to wear that in their everyday life. That is not what I would expect them to wear in what they do. Mm-hmm. But I expect them to be dressed appropriately and probably like casual corporate, corporate casual or, you know, like a nice pair of pants or skirt or and a nice top and be like just well presented. Mm-hmm sometimes people walk in and i look at their shoes that have got you know there's a there's a their big toes pointing out the top of their their dumb lot volleys because we've got a hole in them or you've got odd socks on or we haven't put a brush through our hair now again we're not saying you must be suited and booted but it is easy it, it does not take a lot of time and it does not take a lot of money at all just to be just to be, have a level of polish about you. And that could be polish in jeans and a polo t-shirt. It doesn't have to be suited
1: and booted. Do you remember a time when we had a beautiful looking girl come into the office and she had her high pony. I have no judgment on a high pony. I think they're great. And she had her sunnies on the top of her head and she had her best gym workout clothes on. She was flouncy and bouncy and ready. And she had she had the right energy, the right drive, said the right things, but she just was meant to. Like she was going to the gym, or just been to the gym. So she wasn't the man for the job, sadly.
0: I do remember, this is many moons ago, when I think I was doing work experience. So this oh, is many, many, many moons, moons ago. ago. Um, And I did it at a recruitment agency, go figure. And I remember sitting in an interview and this lady came in and I I cannot remember for the life of me, but I I can't remember if it was for an executive assistant, like we're talking, this is over 15 years ago, so I'm really struggling to remember here. Don't remember what the role was that she was interviewing for. But again, she she was wearing a suit, she had full face and makeup on, she had you know she wore her stockings and her best heels i feel like maybe she was an ea or a a pa role she was in two and four and i in my 15 year old 16 year old wisdom work experience kid wisdom at the end of the interview the person that i was in with said to me how do you think she went and i said "I actually i think she answered the questions quite well and the recruiter that was i was shadowing that day said absolutely i agree she answered the questions really well but she had her hair, now again, this is making a snap judgment on someone. She actually had her hair in a high pony butt on the side of her head. So it looked like she had one <laughs> pony coming out of the side of her head. I, I'm not even sure I'm painting the right picture. This is a grown woman, not a three year old. This is a grown woman with a side pony spurting out the side of her head. Now on reflection, that was not an appropriate hairstyle. If I was a, if I was a CEO, or artist, I would not want that person representing me because she's doing her hair like a child. Like what was happening? But that recruiter said she's got all the skills, but I couldn't put her in front of my client with her hair coming out of the side of her <laughs> head like that. And I remember thinking, wow, that is just one of those things that if that if that ponytail had been three inches further around her head. She potentially had the job. She potentially, you know, she potentially got the job. But here we are. Welcome to the very cutthroat world of recruitment. Yeah, it's the whole
1: picture we're looking at, isn't it? The whole picture. So yeah, you know, it was that was my own experience. Um, we also interviewed. And look, that's what they're face to face. You know, if you're wearing your pajama pants, it doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. Um, Hopefully hopefully you're talking about when you're doing it online absolutely you're <laughs> um, but you know you also then when we're very conscious of the fact that if you are wearing your pajamas and you are online that there's not a mirror behind you where yes what you're wearing is a reflector back and i have seen that before and that's a little bit too much a little bit too much
0: so. <laughs> i i think the other one for me again i I could i feel like i could talk about funny recruitment fail or interview fail stories for forever um one of my oh i'm gonna say favorite but also possibly most scarring experiences is i interviewed this lovely young guy this one time this is jared um i no 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 i i learned two things from this experience i learned number one as a an agency, you should not have glass seat tables is the first thing I would say. Um, And number two, if you're anyone, doesn't matter uh, who you are, you should always make sure that your fly is done up before you go into an interview because I had to sit through a whole interview with someone whose fly was undone and it was a glass table and I could see right through it. And I actually couldn't tell you what they answered in the interview. Once I noticed, I couldn't unnotice. I go, how do you bring that up in an interview? I was embarrassed for them. So, for God's sake, people, make sure your fly is done up. If you learn nothing from today,
1: what to avoid interview fails is making sure that your fly is done up. (laughs) Can I also add to that a a story, which is just a nice little segue where um, it really is probably important to just do a final pat down and check what you look like uh, before you go into an interview. But... Many, many, many moons ago, I, when I worked in Sydney, I was going for a internal job. Down Pitt Street I walked and I was strutting my stuff because I, had, I had, was in my own head, I'm going to get the job, I'm going to get this job. Every person I walked past smart for me. and I'm going, I've got it. So much confidence about me. It was when- Good vibes, look at everyone. <laughs> they know I'm going for this job and it's mine. And when I got into the lift going up to the fourth floor, I looked in the mirror and my shirt was totally undone. So I had walked down the Oh my Lord. So my confidence just went. I have so many inappropriate things I could say right now. I'm stopping myself. So that was my last minute check. We must do a last minute check. That's what I would suggest, yeah. not what to do. Yeah. Dress appropriately. And
0: dress and appropriately. I have had people turn up and bless them because they have They've made it, they've said it to me because I, I think in their mind, they, well if I say it and then she notices it's not as bad and I mean they go, oh how embarrassing, I put two black shoes on today but they're not the same and I look down and go, oh my god, you got two different black shoes on.
1: <laughs> I've done that too.
0: <laughs> oh, like, so, I, again, this is stuff that you probably sit there and think this doesn't happen in real life. I can assure you this happens in real life. So, you know, if you are, don't leave yourself short on time so you're rushing. Don't leave yourself short so you don't have time to check what you look like, that you haven't s- submitting your application last minute so you've got gaps and holes in your resume that you haven't had, a you know, a chance to have a think about. Like, just help yourself out because... Please help the poor recruiters like us in the world that has to keep a straight
1: face when this stuff
0: happens in a in an interview because
1: it's bloody hard. Don't give us <laughs> stories for podcasts. Just don't.
0: <laughs> oh, I think we could talk about this for hours. But I did. Today, I wanted to keep it light for everyone and just, you know, there are things you genuinely need to avoid doing in an interview. Um, don't be one of our interview fails, like Chris said. Don't give us a story for a podcast. Make sure that you prepare. You don't talk, you know, negatively about past employers. You've, you've uh, maybe you've you've digested the trauma or you've digested what happened in your last role. Um, make sure that you not you don't lie, that you don't have inconsistencies in your resume versus what you're saying. Like, don't make up examples. Don't embellish things because people will find out. Make sure you dress appropriately do up your fly make sure the buttons on your shirt are done up if that's all you take away from today then so be it <laughs> chris you are an absolute bag of laughs i love picking your brain and i love hearing about your uh, experiences and your fails, your recruitment fails your exposure to giving us exposure to the
1: things that you have exposed <laughs> see what i did there That's for it I still rock it at night over it. Steph, thanks for being wonderful. Thanks for doing this.
0: Thank you, everyone, for listening, and we will see you again next week on Talk Employment To Me by KLC. Bye. Thanks for listening to Talk Employment To Me by KLC. Remember, the advice shared on the Talk Employment To Me podcast is general advice only. For specific advice, reach out to Stephanie, Chris and Jared or the whole KLC team. That's all for this episode. See you next Friday.